Proactive Athletes is the premier place that empowers student athletes to overcome the challenges of college sports recruitment. Their unparalleled expertise and influential network will guide you towards realizing your fullest potential. At Proactive Athletes, they understand that each student athlete is unique, facing their own set of obstacles. That's why their dedicated team takes the time to comprehend your individual needs, providing a comprehensive hands-on approach tailored to your success. With their personalized attention and unwavering support, they ensure your satisfaction every step of the way. Through their vast network, they have successfully connected with over 2.3 million coaches, giving your child's profile the exposure it deserves. In fact, their student-athletes' profiles have been viewed by an astounding 716,000 coaches, solidifying their reputation as the go-to platform for recruitment. What sets them apart is their data-driven approach, allowing them to make informed decisions that result in better outcomes for their student-athletes. By harnessing the power of data, they maximize your child's chances of success as they embark on the next chapter of their athletic journey. Join the ranks of proactive athletes and unlock your true potential. Let them amplify your talent, connect you with coaches that want you but may not have known about you, and pave the way for your future success. Together, they will defy the odds and ensure that your dreams become a reality. Don't wait any longer. Get proactive in your child's recruitment process today by visiting proactiveathletes.com. And make sure you use Shark Effect 10 for 10% off. Um, so having this willingness to fail and, and go through that trial and error phase, I think is also really important for athletes who are just starting to transition and not putting too much pressure on yourself to figure it out overnight. Welcome to the Shark Effect Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Molden. I'm an NFL veteran of eight years, and now I'm an author, leadership and personal development coach, and international speaker. In this podcast, you will learn strategies to get unstuck in life and find your influence. You will hear inspirational and value-packed stories from former and current elite-level athletes, successful entrepreneurs, and experts in the field of personal development. My mission is to help former elite-level athletes find their identity and utilize their influence to create a life of impact. Welcome to the Shark Effect once again. Uh, I'm your host, Alex Molden. And um, today, you guys are going to get a treat, a treat from somebody who has done a lot, of, a lot of pretty cool things. Number one, he's a professional athlete turned entrepreneur and the author. He's a public speaker. After graduating from Niagara University with a degree in business management, he went on to pursue a professional basketball career overseas. Now he focuses on helping athletes build their personal brands and prepare for life after sports. My guest is Malcolm Lemons. Malcolm, welcome to the Shark Effect, my man. Appreciate the opportunity, Alex. Great to chop it up with you and be here, man. Yeah, man. So can you tell my listeners a little bit more about you? I know I kind of just, I gave like a little top level. Can you give a little bit uh, more information about yourself and what you're doing now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I tell people all the time, man, I was a kid with a dream. Um, my whole life, you know, I wanted to play professional basketball and I, I pursued that, you know, starting in high school. Um, had the opportunity to play at a really highly competitive high school in the D.C. area where I grew up and then went on to play at Niagara University, as you mentioned, uh, for three years and actually ended up transferring my senior year. So I finished out uh, at Cal State San Marcos in, in California. 
um, then, then achieved that goal, being a professional athlete playing overseas. Um, did that for about two and a half, three years, um, then transitioned out of the game and, and really wanted to find a way to get back to athletes and use my story, my experience as an athlete to inspire the next generation. So started a lot of different projects, companies, side hustles in the sports business space. Um, currently, I'm building a newsletter and media platform called The Hype Report, which is centered around uh, more sports technology. So helping um, people who work in the sports industry, sports fans, um, and even athletes understand how technology, Web3, blockchain, artificial intelligence is all going to play a role in how the sports business world develops over the next several years. So, um, as I said, super passionate about the space and, and just love um, how sports is just an ecosystem to bring people together and, um, you know, just, just, you know, have a good time. So, yeah, yeah, that's dope, man. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, like with sports, it's so it's so big. And it's so like it can it can be like overwhelming at times. Me, a father of eight, many of those eight kids are athletes. Like I just got back from a seven on seven tournament in Idaho. And it's Mm -hmm. a big like like it was a big money making thing. Like you got tournament fees, you got the entry level, you got, uh, you know, to get into the, the venue, you got hotels and all this type of stuff. And I was like, man, this is just seven on seven. Not one college coach is out here. Like, what the hell am I doing out here? <laughs> and it just made me right. start to think, like, how big sports sports is. And, I, and I'm and i in the stands. So I'm looking at how the parents are acting. I'm looking at how the players. And it's like, man, sports is such a huge business. Mm-hmm. How do, like, these athletes, and I know the higher up they go, the more people are going to be looking at them, the more influence they're going to have. But what is a secret? What is something that these athletes, as they go from high school to college, what are some tools that they need to be looking for to make life after sports, you know, in terms of like developing their brand? What are some some tools or some tips that, you know, you can you can give my listeners to help these these athletes um, build their brand while they're playing their sport? Yeah, man, I love that we're starting here because that was like, um, you know, really my foray into the sports uh, business world is really helping athletes build their brands and figuring out how to transition into life after sports, Uh, mainly because I had saw so many athletes struggle with that transition and even had my own struggles myself. So um, it's a topic that I'm super passionate about and have done a ton of research uh, especially around the branding piece. And as you know, we were talking offline about NIL and how this whole new ecosystem is being built around student athletes. I think it's a, uh, a fantastic time for athletes to understand the influence and power that they have and be able to leverage their platform in different ways to create opportunities outside of sports. And so I think the biggest thing is athletes understanding that they have to prepare before um, their careers are, are over. So taking that the time that you're not playing your sport to explore your other passions, your other skills, to build a network and relationships outside of um, the sports world, I think, is extremely important to figuring out who you are outside of the jersey um, and creating a, a segue to whatever you want to do in life after sports. So that has to start before you retire, before you make that transition. And even taking that a step further is for athletes to understand that they all have a platform. They all have a story. They all come from unique experiences and backgrounds that make them who they are as a person and telling that story online on social media, leveraging these platforms and 
and uh, creating content to uh, engage an audience and to build a following, I think is also extremely important given um, how digitally connected we are in this in this day and age and how the world has kind of transformed to be um, just more uh, uh, centered around technology. Uh, so like leveraging social media in ways that you're putting yourself out there and really getting people to understand and build a relationship with the person outside of the jersey, I, thought, I think is also extremely important uh, for, for student athletes to understand. Man, I love that. It's so funny because I just I just got off the phone with a, a major Division One uh, women's basketball coach, and I'm gonna go down and I'm speaking with with her, her staff, her team, and I'm coaching them up on leadership. And when I start to mention like NIL, she was like, "Oh, Alex, tell me more." And I was like, "I'll boil things down." When you when you boil things down, NIL really like really it's about someone's character who they are like you touched on it right who they are how they communicate their story all these things is relatable you want to have these these athletes be relatable so how you be more relatable number one is know who you are know who you are like the struggles and whatnot you're not the only one you know talk about like injuries injuries is a part of sports I got every joint from my waist down worked on. I got surgery on all of them. And all of them has helped me. It's helped me see things a little bit clearer. It helped slow things down for me when I really want to go fast. But all of these things has really helped me. And it can do the same for other athletes. So, Mm -hmm. like, when you're talking about, like, man, I hear hear character. I also hear relationships. What is, like, a relationship that, that you think that these athletes, they should already have or at least be working on while they're playing their sport? I think something that a lot of athletes don't take into account, especially student athletes, and this was a mistake that I think I made, is like staying in that that bubble of uh, being around your teammates and the people that you're comfortable with on campus. So I think it's extremely important for athletes to branch out and talk to people, whether that's academic counselors or your professors or people that just work in and around the school or different, uh, you know, whether it's like somebody from the, the drama department, like getting outside of that, com- like outside of your comfort zone and exposing yourself to different types of people and people who are doing different things. I think, I think it's extremely important because later down the line, you don't know what that person might be doing or a company they might be building or what opportunity they can give you or even what value you can provide to them later down the line. So I think building those relationships early and investing in them and making them just be organic and natural, I think is extremely important as well. And something that all athletes, I think, need to be doing, um, especially in a university setting where you have people from different places and parts of the world that come um, to, to different campuses and things of that nature. So, Yeah, I love that. I'm just thinking about like how I, I wish I would listen or I wish I wish I had someone like you in my life when I was at, you know, back in college, like telling me I need to get outside the bubble of just hanging with the athletes. Yeah. And that's all I did. I really hung out with all my all my teammates. Did you do the same thing or were you smarter than than your boy or or most athletes? I learned this after Tell me I graduated, story. man. <laughs> I, I, every, every single day, man. I mean, the thing is, like, as an athlete, uh, especially with the basketball, where it's like you got 10 to 15 guys and there's such a strong bond and brotherhood that's created throughout the season. 
you're with these guys every single day. You're on the road. You're in the dorms rooms with them. And so there's this natural like um, comfort that just forms organically because you spend so much time with them. So it's really hard to detach yourself from that and to be like, oh, I'm going to try to go hang out with this person and spend more time with somebody that um, isn't on the team. And so and it doesn't really understand kind of that grind of being a student athlete. That's really uncomfortable. So it was something in hindsight. Um, I think I didn't really understand at the time, but as I got older and were, were exposed to different types of people just living in different cities and even playing overseas, um, I was like, this is something that I missed out on during my college experience and wish I would have taken more advantage of. Mm, yeah, that's good. That's good. What are some of the things, because I know you do your reporting, you got your, your um, hype report. Who is doing a really good job in terms of like whether it's collegiate, professional, it doesn't matter what sport, but who do you think is doing a really good job of using their platform of, you know, them playing their sport and then transitioning or having something like, like you said, a side hustle. You have any, a ton. any athletes that. Yeah. Ton, tons of athletes come to mind. I think, um, you know, when you, when you look at the highest levels, like what LeBron has been able to do obviously is like, the blueprint for how athletes should be operating everything from how he carries himself within the media to the businesses he's building to the team and, and putting his friends in a position to be successful as well. So creating an ecosystem of uh, these are people I grew up with and, and, and giving them titles and roles that help elevate his brand and his platform as well. So I think he's obviously the blueprint, but like looking at student athletes these days, um, you know, someone who immediately comes to mind is like what LSU forward Angel Reese has been doing recently after she won the the championship. Like I think in this day and age, like there's an opportunity for student athletes who are unapologetic about who they are um, to really kind of separate themselves and differentiate their brands and create more opportunities for, for themselves. And I think she's unafraid of the public's opinion about what they think she is. And she's very comfortable and confident and that's extremely impressive at that age, because I don't think I would have been able to kind of take all that criticism. Yeah. But you're seeing how she's benefiting from um, just being herself. You know what I'm saying? Like the opportunities that she's been able to accumulate after the championship. I mean, is like that to me is like the pinnacle of what NIL is about. It's like you are yeah. you are more than just an athlete. And despite what fans might say or the media might try to portray you like being comfortable in your skin and being able to express yourself despite all of that, I think is amazing. And I give a lot of credit to how she's elevating the game of, of basketball with women. Um, and she's paving the way for a whole new generation of, of female athletes going to come behind her and, and do the same things and have even more opportunities because of that, that blueprint she's setting. So I'm a fan. Man, I, I totally agree. And so, and so am I, like she was the, the same. And I didn't know, you know, I didn't follow only time I really, you know, to be honest, I follow women's basketballs once the tournament starts. It's, but honest, it's, it's the same thing with, with men's. Men's, yeah. too, I come into, like, in March, I become this super-duper basketball <laughs> basketball college fan. I agree. <laughs> so, and I, I'm, I'm probably not the only cat that's like that. But um, So how is, like, I know you talked about, like, a little bit of AI. How How is this whole AI phenomenon, how is, how can that help athletes? How can that help? regular people as well? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, we're, we're kind of just at this revolution of like how AI is being incorporated within different industries. I think specifically looking in sports, I mean, 
in the past couple months that I've kind of been doing deep dives and studying um, that that intersection. I mean, there's there's AI companies that are being built that are are specifically centered around helping athletes with uh, personalized nutrition plans. So using this technology to design oh. um, nutrition plans that are going to help athletes um, with uh, you know bulking up, getting stronger, being more durable. Um, there's um, platforms and brands that are being built around injury prevention and, and recovery. So personalized um, plans for athletes regarding that as well. Um, and then there's being uh, there's uh, sports properties and stadiums that are using biometric. Um, so like facial recognition, artificial artificial intelligence being built within facial recognition is called biometric technology. So essentially what we use with our iPhones um, to open our iPhones, okay. same type of technology. Um, what they're doing with that is they're embedding that within stadiums. So allowing fans to come through the gates and just using facial scans, facial recognition where you don't even need a ticket. And so that really, really Damn. kind of streamlining, yeah, the, the, the fan experience, improve, improving player performance and how players recover and how they take care of their bodies to extend their careers and, and um, kind of encourage longevity. Um, I think that's all different ways that artificial intelligence and machine learning are going to play a role in both the fan side and, and how athletes are um, kind of building their careers and, and extending their careers. So it's, it's a fascinating time. But like I said, we're just at the beginning of seeing all this kind of take shape. Hey, it's Alex Molden here. I'm always looking for ways to make an impact, and especially an impact for the community of athletes. And so I've put together a course. It's called the Higher Achievers Academy. And it's to help former elite level athletes transition out of their sport in this course it's a six-week course and in this course i'll personally guide you along the path from where you are and where you want to be we'll uncover your true identity unlock your assignment build your confidence and help you both get an alignment and make the necessary adjustments to help you live a life of fulfillment in week one we'll go over identity week two is relationships Week three is leadership. And week four, talking about your assignment, alignment, and adjustments that you need to make. And week five is telling your story. And week six is envisioning your future, getting interview ready. And that will be put on by my good friend and coaching career expert, Marin Roberts Huntley. I'm excited because it's hybrid. It's not just, you know, getting on your laptop and watching videos. No, it's hybrid where you'll do all these different things and you have different worksheets and uh, questions and and answers that you're going to have to provide. But you also get a chance to, to get online once a week on a Zoom call. And I'm limited to just 20 athletes. That's it. 20 athletes. Um, so... I'm excited for for this program because I know it can help a lot of people and hopefully you are one of them. So make sure you go to alexmodencoaching.com to sign up. Mm, Wow. So let me ask you, like when you finished playing overseas, did you already have a game plan? Did you already had like things set up? You know what you were going to do? Did you know you was going to write a book? Did you know you was going to get to this, you know, this uh, branding space or did you something happened like was there a, a turning point for you 
So the thing about being overseas, um, you have so much time on your hands off the court. Like I was going to practice for, you know, an hour to a day, get some treatment. And then I basically had the rest of the day to myself. So if I wasn't out exploring the city, like I was, I was in my room just chilling. And my first two weeks, um, during my second year, uh, playing overseas, I had come in the middle of the season. So this was right around December. I didn't have Wi-Fi those first two weeks. So. I wasn't really going anywhere. Oh. I was just chilling. And I had, you know, your, your, your mind start racing a little bit. You know, you start going a little crazy. <laughs> so I'm sitting in but the no in Wi-Fi. My, in my loft. <laughs> yeah, no Wi-Fi for two weeks. Couldn't talk to my family or nothing. If I wanted Wi-Fi, I had to walk two miles down the road to Starbucks. But uh, <laughs> that's, how, that's how they did me. But um, so I'm, I'm sitting in my loft a lot of that time, man, just thinking. And I'm like, you know, I had I had worked so hard to get to that point in my life. And I felt like I had experienced so much. And I, and I really just wanted a way to kind of release a lot of that, uh, a lot of the thoughts, a lot of the emotions that I was experiencing and, and really, really was thinking about, like, what got me to this point? Like, what, I, what did I have to go through, um, you know, as a person and as an athlete? And that really led me to start journaling. I had never really journaled before, wasn't. Uh, a big writer be- like before that, but it was, it was more from a therapeutic perspective and a way of like releasing my thoughts. And so as I began to write, man, I was just kind of just more so there was just a, a method of reflection and I would share a lot of the stuff that I was writing with other people. Um, and a couple people suggested, they're like, you got a pretty inspiring story. You have um, gone through a lot to become a professional athlete. Like you ever thought about being an author? And that was nothing that was, you know, I never had that type of inspir- uh, aspirations or never saw myself becoming an author. But I thought about how my story can inspire the next athlete or you know, shed light on, you know, this is how you can navigate this situation. And this is what I did wrong. And so that's what really led me to publishing that first book. And before that, I had no idea what I wanted to do. But that was the beginning of me starting to figure out what I was passionate about, how I could provide value to other people. Um, and, and really kind of shedding light on what I could do in life after sports. So, um, it wasn't, it wasn't planned. It was kind of ordained. I like to say. Mm, that's so cool. And, and so I'm assuming that experience helped you with, you know, now you, you write art, articles, how, how, like what type of background do I think athletes, you know, cause we, we have a lot of experience if it's, uh, we have a lot of experiences and we just don't know, man, how do we take this, this experience and then just input it into this, this framework or this, this new job opportunity? Like, how do we go about like transition or transferring those skills, whether it's being in a team environment, going, you know, overcoming obstacles? How do you like use that framework to, to give you success in what you're doing now? That's a great question. Um, I think, I think subconsciously athletes develop all these different intangibles through playing sports, as you mentioned, like teamwork, like the discipline, um, you know, being organized, just the hard work, like all these different traits that you kind of gain, um, that you don't realize kind of show up in the work setting until you're actually there, you know? And so, Mm -hmm. uh, to me, it was like, 
the soft skills, so to speak, like the stuff that I learned through sports didn't need to be taught to me. Like I was always, always on time, like working in my first job, like it wouldn't, you didn't have to tell me to be there five minutes early because I learned that from sports. You know, you'd be in the gym, if, if you're on time, you're late type thing. And so yeah. I learned that playing, being a basketball player, not because I worked a job before. So I didn't need anybody to teach me the intangibles. It was more about the hard skills um, that kind of, uh, I think are bigger struggle for a lot of athletes because you don't have that experience working in a corporate setting. So um, the intangibles, I think most athletes got that down packed and those things kind of show up day to day as you start to work um, professionally. Uh, And so it's just building on top of that and just continuously being uh, able to learn um, and just grow within whatever career you're pursuing. Love that. You know, I'm thinking about my athletes who are listening and and some of them are, are still playing and, and some, you know, they finished their sport 10, 15 years ago. What are some different tools that or maybe tips that man can help them start like their new this new. Uh, if they want to start a new brand, how would they go about doing that? Like their own personal brand. Start creating, man. That's that's the biggest thing I tell people is like you really have to get to a point where you you don't value people's opinion so much you just put out what you uh are interested in and you put that out into the world and over time like i think it's a lot about just like reps like anything else like in sports like you consistently put it in the reps and you'll get better at at content but like think about where where attention is flowing nowadays it's on social media like any opportunity whether it's you want to be a speaker or you want to sell be an author and sell books or you want to get a job, like everything is about the story that you're telling online, your digital footprint. So it it doesn't matter what career you're trying to pursue, the better you get at putting out content that's relative or in relation to the thing that you're trying to get and garnering that attention, the quicker that you're going to have those opportunities. So I always tell people like, whether it's you, uh, you know, pick a platform and start talking start being start being social with social media, having conversations, putting out relevant content and, and really just like telling your story. Cause I think um, at the end of the day, you know, as I said before, like we all come from different backgrounds, experiences and unique perspectives. And the more interesting of a person that you are, the more um, you're able to express yourself in, 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 in uh, specific ways and, and be able to story tell on these platforms, um, you know, the better off, that you'll be long-term and the more opportunities I think will come to you in that time. Man, I love that. Talking about being able to tell a story. There's a lot of cats yeah. who, you know, you can just tell by interviews, like they're, they're not very comfortable with speaking. They mumble. They, you know, give short answers. And it's like, man, this is your, this is your chance to own the narrative. Even mm-hmm. if you're, even if you're getting interviewed or if you're doing a podcast or somebody else's podcast or whatever, like you get to control somewhat of the narrative so you can let people you can like shine a shine a flashlight on some of the things you've been through because you're not the only one not like growing up how you grew up right whether it's in the projects or in the hood single parent or you know um injuries or setbacks failed you know low grades whatever whatever it is man those people those individuals and i've learned this is a lot of times, like I used to use my knee injury. I, I had reconstructive knee. I thought my career was over. 
but I end up bouncing back. And I used to tell this story to, man, in spite of this injury where I still got two screws in my knee, and I, but in spite of that, I was drafted in the first round. I played eight years in the NFL. And I really looked at it, looked at my story like you're talking about. And I dug deeper. And what that thing, that negative thing, what it created, and I was like, hold on. It's not in spite of. It's because of this yep. injury. It's because it changed my mentality. It changed how I was thinking. It, it changed relationships that, man, helped me get to doing these amazing things. And, you know, if we start to look at ourselves and our circumstances, like, no, it's because of that, not in spite yep. of, because of that. And so, yeah, man, you're, you're, you're spot on, I think, when you talk about, man, telling your story, how powerful it is. Yeah, man. How, so, Malcolm, how can my, my, my listeners get more of you, man? You got website, um, so I'm, I'm... social media, where you at? <laughs> I'm everywhere and anywhere, man. Look, I'm I'm probably most active on LinkedIn um, at Malcolm Lemons, and that's two M's. Um, but uh, I'm also on Twitter, Instagram. So you can find me pretty much anywhere. And then uh, checking out the Hype Report, if you're interested, is uh, the hypereport.xyz and uh, just covering the latest tech trends within sports. So um, hit me up, man. I'm always, um, you know, accessible and, and down to connect with anybody. Man, cool, man. Thank you so much. Man, I'd love to have you on the Shark Effect again. You dropped some, you know, some real jewels for people who are, you know, when it comes to man, how do you develop a brand? And it's like, man, telling telling a story or telling your story. Yep. Man, before I let you go, is there anything else I might have missed out in terms of like, man, how do you help these these athletes, whether they're playing right now or they're former, if they haven't played in 10 years? Is there anything else? You dropped a lot. I just want to scrape the plate, make sure I get everything from you while I got you. Yeah, I, I think another point um, I, I like to make and, and kind of preach to athletes is having this willingness to fail. Um, I, I When I was transitioning out of basketball, I tried a lot of different things over the years, man. Like I, yeah, I, I every side hustle, every business idea, like I, I, I had, I was, I was really more so trying to figure out like, what is my thing going to be? And I was willing to fail at every single thing to figure out what that was. And so having this um, humility about you um, and, and really an understanding of uh, no matter what people think or what, what, if this idea is not successful, not being deterred by that and continuing to persevere, I think is extremely important when you're figuring out what you're going to do for the next 30, 40 years of your life. Um, so having this willingness to fail and, and go through that trial and error phase, I think is also really important for athletes who are just starting to transition and not putting too much pressure on yourself to figure it out overnight. You know, so I think that's also uh, something that's really that's really critical for athletes to kind of get um, to understand that this is a long term game and having that willingness to fail and that patience is really important. And it comes with it. So check it. If you like today's show, I want you to do me a couple of favors. I want you to subscribe. I want you to give me a rating and give me a review. And then the fourth thing, I want you to share it. Okay? And I'm not saying this for selfish reasons. When you guys do this, the more ratings, the more stars we get, five stars are dope, but the more impactful guests that we can have on the show. And the more impactful guests we have on the show, I think the more insights and the more value we can deliver for you all, my listeners. Okay? So, 
you guys can do that, it'll help us out, which will in turn help you out. Keep aligning, assigning, and adjusting yourself to the person that you want to become. It's here, finally. My book, The Ultimate Playbook for High Achievement. You can get it on Amazon in the uh, paper paperback version, or you can get it on Kindle. And who this book is an in, intentionally created for is for those who are looking tr to transition. What, whether you was an athlete or an executive or a successful entrepreneur or whatever, if you're looking to transition into something different, this book can help you. I break it down. I lay down the foundation of who you want to be. I have a chapter in there that breaks down and boils down leadership, which is influence. And you got to understand these 10 influencers that can help you with decision making, that can help you with influencing others. And how are you influenced? I have chapters in there that really breaks down my system of assignment, alignment, and adjustment. Um, recognizing the power of your environments is a chapter. Developing your own procedures, creating relationship roadmaps, using adversity to your advantage, right? Because we all go through tough times, but how do you flip it? How do you use it to power you, okay? And then developing your own standards. So these are things that can help anybody, not just, not just athletes. Now, there's some stories in there, you know, that covers topics that, that resonate with athletes. But I think overall, this book can help um, anyone who is looking to transition into becoming successful in something new, something different. Okay, so make sure check it out. Amazon, the ultimate playbook for high achievement.